The Baseball Show, presented by Goose Island Beer Company on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. So glad you're with us. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. It's at ESPN MLB Show. That's ESPN MLB Show. Please be joined by the host of the nationally syndicated radio show, Pushing the Odds, and the Daily Juice podcast from bettingpros.com. Matt Peralt joins us here on ESPN 1000. Matt, as always, I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for the invite. Great to be on. Great to talk some sports. It's uh, been a while to break down baseball. I cannot wait for next week. I know, uh, but it, it, I just I want to call you because I, I need some advice. I think we all need some advice on exactly <laughs> how to go about this baseball season, try to go around this terrain of not 162 games, but 60 games. So is there, for you, a particular strategy that you look at knowing that you got 60 games to work with in, in the regular season? Yeah, there's a couple things that I would recommend. And the first is you've got to be very careful. This is unlike anything we've ever seen before. As we know, baseball is all about numbers. It's all about you know looking at the, the macro versus the micro. And we're about to see a really micro season in a 60-game sprint. So I think you've got to be careful with your bankroll. I think you've got to be careful with how much you're extending yourself. And you can't come firing out of the gate in the first couple of weeks here. I think you've got to be watching and you've got to be evaluating the first week or even two weeks of this season to get an idea as to how these teams are going to perform. Because, look, I don't think fans not being there is going to be that big of a deal. But I do think the teams hit by COVID, I think it's a big deal. And I do think there are some teams that generally have and generally have players who are concerned about COVID-19, and I think that that's going to cause, I mean, baseball is a mental sport, as we know. I mean, if you're not comfortable at the plate, if you're thinking about all the wrong things and not the guy throwing 95 at you, I think you can really underperform. So my first advice is to really go light in the beginning. And my second advice is if you see a team that's hot, ride them. Because this is going to be, you know, six, seven wins in a row is significant with a 60-game season. So if you see a team that gets off to a good start or gets rolling, I would recommend just riding the wave as much as you can because it's not going to be, you know, as we know, it's not a sprint. It's not, it's not a marathon here. It's a sprint. Okay, so I'll start with the American League Central with the White Sox because, as you well know, Matt, the White Sox are, are a hot team as far as their their youth. And again, it's just everything's just based on paper. Um, yeah. The mixture of veterans and youth on this on this baseball team, and I've seen some place where some are fading the, the Sox and say, "Well, let's go to wait till twenty twenty one." And others are hot on them and believing that they could be a playoff team. Maybe the Twins are the favorite. How do you look at the White Sox first in the American League Central? Look, they've made a lot of good moves. They've added, you know, they added on the payroll. They've spent more than years past. They've got a lot of young talent on that team. Win total at 31 and a half, 31, depending on the book that you're looking at. And I, I think you can take a flyer on this team because of the young talent and because they're a little bit of an unknown. I don't mind betting the over on them here and having kind of a breakout because, as we know, last year the Nationals, through 60 games, had won 27 games and then went on to win the World Series. We just don't know what these teams are going to do. And I actually like the younger teams more than the veteran teams because I think the young kids don't know any better. Like They're just going to come out and play because it's baseball. They don't have families. Most of them don't have wives and most of them don't have young children at home that they're worried about and trying to keep COVID away. So I think the ignorance is bliss angle for the White Sox might actually be really nice. And if they can get some pitching and some performances uh, out of their starters – their division is winnable, and, and they have a much easier schedule than, say, the other team in Chicago and who they're going to face every day So in this 60-game schedule. So I like the over 31-and-a-half for Chicago this year, and I, I think they could be – I mean, look, I don't know if they're a playoff team, but I think they're definitely going to be in the conversation in the division. All right, in that same division, um, there's a couple of teams to look at with the Twins uh, in the Indians. I've seen – 
the Twins as high as 34 and a half for the win total. What, what, how do you look at uh, the Twins and the Indians uh, possibly at the top of that division? See, I love Terry Francona, and full disclosure, I'm a Bostonian, and so I, I always have a big heart, soft spot in my, <laughs> in my heart for Francona. And, and I think having leadership during this time is so vitally important, and being able to trust what's being told to you inside that clubhouse. I mean, look what the NFL is dealing with right now. J.J. Watt's calling out the NFL, saying we don't know anything, and rookies are reporting in Houston in two days, and there's a lot of anger about COVID-19 testing protocols. I think having a guy like Terry Francona and having – you no, know, look, that pitching staff is really good for the Indians. Lindor's a tremendous talent. I, I think having a guy like, guy like Francona as being a steadying hand, uh, I think they're a team really to watch during this, thanks to Francona's leadership. So I would lean towards the over there on that. But really, for any team when it comes to win totals, I don't think anybody's winning 40 games. And I think right. the most that anybody might win is 35 games. So anytime you're getting close to that 35, 36 win total, I'm going to probably stay away from it just because I don't know exactly what we're going to get out of these guys, but I would shade towards the over for the Indians. Matt, as we take a look at the National League Central, as, as you know, the Cubs have underachieved here the last couple of years, it's it's one thing to win 90 games. It's another thing to um, have a championship window open, and it's closing very quickly. You win the championship mm-hmm. in 2016, a couple of 90-win um, ball clubs under Joe Madden. Madden's let go, or they part. However however the Cubs want to spin it, he was he was either let go, or they parted with whatever. <laughs> he's, a, he's an angel now. We know that. So now yeah. it's David Ross. And so I'm, I'm skittish, and this is why I need your help with this. I'm a little skittish because first-year manager David Ross was a former teammate, and now he's the boss of of these guys. The uh, guys like uh, Rizzo and Bryant and Hayward. So, uh, how do you look at the Cubs for the 2020 season? I'm not touching this team with the 10-foot pole for that very reason. What you just laid out, David Ross is a really big X factor. Look, it could work, and former players have stepped up and and you know the Red Sox looked at Jason Veritek and teams have kind of kicked around the idea of bringing back guys who are catchers who are really intelligent who have won championships David Ross obviously two-time champion with the Red Sox and with the Cubs and a guy who's beloved by fans and players alike it's just really hard to go from the guy that you lean on for advice to the guy who's going to be screaming at you and yelling at you and benching you when you're not playing well so I look, if I was to bet this, I'm not going to. I would take the 32 wins and go with the under with the Cubs. I just don't know how that pitching staff's going to develop. I just don't know that with that division, with how difficult it is. I like the Brewers a lot. The Cardinals are obviously going to be a very big problem. I just think the division is so difficult, and you're going to play so many of these games of the 60 in your own division that I think it's going to be tough for the Cubs. And I don't blame teams like Chicago or other teams that are trying to build towards 2021 to look at this and say, hey, we're going to try out some different options and put on some of our younger players and give them chances to step up and see what they can do simply because this year is such a wash and such a weird year. So, I mean, I'm not betting it, but if I did, I'd bet the Cubs under. Okay, and so what about the rest of the National League Central? I've seen the Cardinals as high as 31, eh, 31 and a half as far as future odds um, in the futures now, as far as the win total for the, uh, for the Cardinals. How, how do you look at the National League Central if not the Cubs? Yeah, I, I like the Brewers a lot. Um, you know, I, I think having Yelich back is a big deal, and, and you know he's one of the MVP, you know, you know, 
leading bet getters and he right, rightfully so coming off the leg injury for last year. I, I think that's a team that, that's got the chance to get hot. And like I mentioned, if you win, you know, if you win 12 or 14 games over the course of a two week period, I mean, you can really get some distance between yourself and everybody else that may not be able to make it up. So I, I know pitching is a little bit of a question for Milwaukee, but I like Milwaukee in the division. Yeah. I, I, I know that there's some young arms and really talented players with the Cardinals, but uh, to win the division, I, I think Milwaukee's going to wind up winning it. Um, so, you know, I, I, sometimes for me, Matt, I'm going to do one of these radio I told you so bets. So I don't mind putting, <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind putting like 150, 200 on the Reds. Uh, or or maybe I should just wait until 2021 because that is the, the, the exotic hot pick, right? Sox and the yeah. Reds, two teams, you know, young. And I, I like what the Reds have done here in the offseason. I mean, they are really focused on pitching and development. And maybe I might be a year early, but... That's a team I'm looking at, if not this year, definitely next year. Yeah, that's a team I would definitely look at for the future. I mean, again, this is what's so weird about this 60-game schedule because a team like that might come into their own and might go up right before our eyes, and they may not know any better. I mean, sometimes you just, again, if you get hot over the course of a couple of weeks, all of a sudden you're sitting there in first place and you may not know any better, and you might wind up running away with the division. So, I mean, that's what I mean by you got to be careful. And taking flyers, okay, I mean, the Reds are definitely a team you're going to get a lot of plus money on. So, you know, that may be a winning strategy to go ahead and try to find one of these, you know, diamonds in the rough or young teams with potential. And I think the White Sox fit into that. Even this year, the White Sox fit into that as being one of these younger teams that could rise up. It's it's really weird. I mean, if, if we were doing this interview, you know, in March or eight, or, or in February, mm-hmm. we'd all be talking about the Astros and how many Astros players would get were, were about to get pegged by pitchers. Now, I mean, everyone forgot about the Astros, and the Astros could very well win the American League because the pressure is totally off of them with no fans in the stands. No one's going to be clamoring for you know trash cans to be banged with Altuve's at the plate. So <laughs> it's just a different type of year, man. It's really weird. Matt Peralta is with us, the host of the nationally syndicated radio show, Pushing the Odds, and the Daily Juice podcast, wherever you download your podcast, go to bettingpros.com. Matt joins us here on the baseball show with Jonathan Hood on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. Okay, so as far as home runs, I'm just um, just curious your thoughts on the home run total uh, or the favorite to be the home run leader because the obvious are at the, always at the top of the list, right? You, you mentioned Yelich coming back here and again you're hoping if you're a brewer fan he's there for 60 games and giving you quality production alonzo from the mets trout mm-hmm. um maybe there's someone off the board you're looking at what how do you see the home run chase yeah i like a couple of the youngsters i think juan soto and ronald Acuna jr are both potentially going to have monster years and like i mentioned i just think i like going with younger guys who aren't going to be as concerned about COVID 19 i mean if you look around the country look at the bars in arizona and florida uh, it's all young people running around not knowing any better with COVID 19 so i just think soto and acuna i mean 34 home runs for soto last year 41 for acuna jr i just think both those guys in, in, in a sprint in a 60 game schedule and, and i like their odds i mean you got 20 to 1 on soto at most books you get 18 to 1 on acuna uh, you know, I tend to look down the list a little bit and not really roll roll, roll with the favorite because the, the value just isn't really there. But those are two guys I've looked at, and I think they both could have really big 60-game marks. And lastly, I want to ask you about some of the uh, the pitchers out there. DeGrom having to leave. He's the only pitched an inning. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's burning a hole in my pocket. Uh-oh. So so now what do we do, Matt, when it comes to well, maybe yeah, Cy Young I mean, for 2020? That's my pick for the National League, Cy Young. But I look, speaking of injuries, 
Tyler Glass now, can you please stay healthy? Can you please just yeah. not, not get hurt? Because he's a 10-1 to 1 in the American League for the Rays. I mean, nobody goes to games anyway for the Rays. They're playing in empty ballparks. They're going to feel like it's just at home for them. But, I mean, that guy, if he stays healthy, has got such nasty stuff. He's got the potential to win the Cy Young, but he can't stay healthy. But I'm, I'm on glass now to win the Cy Young at 10-1. to 1. I'm going to hope and pray the guy stays healthy because he's so darn good when he's out there. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I like that pick. Uh, that's a really uh, good young rotation uh, for the for the Rays, and he's right there. I think he's going to be either second or third in the rotation to start the season. But uh, that's going to be that's. A, I like that pick though. Um, so Matt, I'm I'm glad you spent some time. Um, I just I think all of us need some advice on how to be able to navigate through this because it is different. I mean, it's still it's still sports gambling, but it's it's just a different way and different approach for all of us because it's not what we researched all off season. It's different now because it's distilled down to 60 games. Without a doubt. And look, I'm serious. Bankroll management's really important. I'm a big believer if you're a new gambler for flat wagering, which is one number, you know, if it's, if it's 100 bucks is your bankroll, 5 bucks, 5% of your bankroll, and just bet that and you'll have a lot of fun. You'll enjoy it. You won't get in trouble and you won't be all angry at yourself and kicking and screaming every time because this baseball year, I don't think anybody has any idea. I mean, the Rays might win the whole thing for all we know. It's just going to be a wacko year when it comes to baseball. You heard it first from Matt. Tigers, Marlins, World Series. Uh, hey, look, hey, Tigers over 20 and a half wins. I like that. I like the Tigers 20 and a half. I think they might be. I'm, I'm serious. Everybody might be 30 and 30. That wouldn't shock me if everybody in baseball just goes 500. Matt, I'm glad you spent some time with us in Chicago. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Anytime, guys. Thank you.